everyone. Welcome to. Oh, uh, yay. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Whoa. <laughs> don't, don't edit that out for all the people out in podcast land that think Kimberly is just perfect. Here you go. This is the one I deal with year after year after year. Yes, sir. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to the Girls with Dogs podcast. My name is Kimberly, and I'm the blogger behind Keep the Tail Wagging. Are you and sure? I'm, I think so. And I'm here with my sister, <laughs> Kathy, the blogger behind Groovy Golden Doodles, and we are here to talk about our dogs. So how are you doing, Kathy? <laughs> I'm doing great. Um, at least I thought I was great until listening to you, because you're <laughs> obviously on a higher level than I am. No, um, today is April the 30th. So I want to give a shout out to every single solitary therapy animal out there um, that belongs to a handler that might be listening. This is National Therapy Animal Day, thanks to Pet Partners. And so I just wanted to say um, on behalf of people that know uh, the powers and the magic behind animals. Um, thank you very much, because it's a big deal. Yes, and yes, and yes. That was my PSA. <laughs> but other than that, I'm doing great. It's a lovely day in the neighborhood. Um, the sun is out. I'm all excited because you got me hooked on pureeing all kinds of different vegetables <laughs> and stuff. And I'm adding it to their, their food, which is a high protein food. So I think now I, I got it. I went back to the neutral beef. Um, last week they had all greens. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about doing, do your dogs eat beets? No. Is there a reason? Um, I just not something I feed to them. I don't, it's not, I don't have anything, a problem, a problem with feeding beets. It's just not something that I automatically reach for. I usually just reach for the greens. So the kale, the, the collard greens, the spinach, stuff like that. I'm thinking since the weather is warm, I wanted to do, I wanted to add something in addition to the, the greens. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm thinking, I was thinking beets and then I thought, okay, I can do kale and spinach mm -hmm. together, but I may throw in um, some cooked apples. Yeah. Yeah. And just sweeten the bitterness up a little bit. So. I was thinking about adding um, carrots and um, trying to think if there was something else I wanted to add. I can't remember, but carrots. Oh, yeah. Carrots and maybe sweet potatoes, just a tiny bit for the beta yes. carotene and eye mm -hmm. health. Because I've been, I know I have a friend of mine who years ago, she had a dog that was developing. Um, you know, I can't remember what it's called, but you know, the cloudiness over the eyes. Well, it's almost like a dog's <laughs> version of glaucoma. Yeah. And she, she was giving, you remember Ole Wolf carrots? Hey, I, it's, uh, <laughs> you can't, you know, you can buy the smallest bag, but you can't get rid of it. Yeah. It lasts it forever. It does not go away. <laughs> it lasts forever. But she was giving her dog that because he had um, digestive issues and mm -hmm. it ended up clearing up the cloudiness in his eyes. His eyes. So now how old was the dog? Uh, not very old. Okay. Um, I don't remember though. Like Harley's clouds. I, I could like let him live on a carrot farm. I don't think that's going to change. At this <laughs> point. But um, yeah, well, what I was thinking is two, two greens and something else. So like two greens and carrots I've done two greens and maybe a little bit of sweet potatoes, but I thought the two greens and the applesauce mm -hmm. 
Why are you making that face? So what are you doing? I want to cook the apple. Yeah. So why are you cooking the apple? Well, because, you know, I'm all into my emulsifier thing in, and, you know, making the, (laughs) the, um, I try to, to duplicate or imitate, um, the greens that I was buying. Mm -hmm. So that's why in my mind, the apples won't be, so they need to be cooked to be able to be, um, not pureed, but emulsified, I guess is the best way to use it. Uh, but maybe a chunky applesauce consistency. Mm. I, always still- do, I just puree my apples. I just cut them up and throw them in a food processor. Well, all right then, because I can see that, you know, you went from two eyebrows to a unibrow. And I know when that happens, <laughs> then that's your way. That's your nonverbals of um, telling me the translation like <laughs> the translation for you all that don't have video which we're gonna do sometimes so you could experience what I experienced but, um, <laughs> that nonverbal look was how many ways do I have to look at you to tell you don't cook the apple and I got you can, you. you can cook the apple no, if you want to no you no. just don't have to no, no, I try to. Well, that's just it is like I try to do things as easy as possible. And I wrote an article recently. I posted on social media and I wrote it for wrote an article for my Patreon supporters because I learned from someone just asking a question. Someone posted a comment saying that years ago, people used to talk about breaking the cellular walls of fruits and vegetables by freezing them first. Yes, says, but no one ever talks about that anymore. And I was just like, oh, that's an interesting point. So I looked it up and sure enough, I found tons of information about breaking the cellular wall because the water in fruits and vegetables, it expands as it's freezing and the crystals basically break the cellular wall so that when you thaw it out, that's why the vegetables and fruit have a different texture. And um, I was so just I'm like, going to give you my unibrow look. You see it? Now, yeah, good job. Because I never, free, <laughs> I never freeze fruit. I do when I get yeah. tons of it because um, I, we like I got tons of blueberries and so those are in the freezer. And you know when we have um, blackberry season, I'll just go in and just go around and start picking blackberries and I'll freeze them until I need them. Well, my little eight by ten prison cell size yard <laughs> does not hold you know acres of blackberries and then when you get to be my age it's a treat to go to the grocery store once a week because you go on wednesdays and get your five percent discount i wonder when i'm gonna get my discount and then you you're able to buy your fruit you see so um but okay so i won't do the um I, i i will try the chunky apple i'll actually send you a picture of when i'm done It'll be interesting to see which is easier, like pureeing them or cooking them first, because it feels like cooking them first will break it down a little bit to make it a little easier to. Well, I was going to steam mine. I wasn't going to put them in water. Oh, that'll be interesting. How long do you think you'll steam them for? Here's the other thing, though. Um, I want to I meant to look up. Oh, I'll just steam them until when I touch them. They're they're like, I want them. I can't tell you. I don't know. I'll make a note to myself <laughs> so that I, I can I can tell you 17 minutes. Damn, it took seven It always minutes. cracks me up when people ask me things like that. Like, well, how much do you add or how long? And I'm like, do you know who you're talking to? I don't know. 
<laughs> I just, I just, I throw things in there. I have a recipe for golden paste on my website. I haven't followed that recipe in years. I, I just, I just do it. And it's like, that looks good. So let me tell you what I have, what I, but listen, this is really good. Butternut squash. Okay. Mm-hmm. Some cut up apples in cubes and pears. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, toss them just ever so lightly in some coconut oil, mm-hmm. put it on a baking sheet, sprinkle mm-hmm. it with a little bit of cinnamon. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then just bake it like 250 forever. And then when they get soft, then just go ahead and, and, you know, emulsify uh, it a uh-huh. little bit. And this is where the apples came in in terms of steaming them or cooking them that way. I love how that, what do you love about doing that? You said you it love makes how the house smell so good. Oh, I bet the it house, does. The house, the house. Yes. I bet it does. Yes. And so you, you do this for your dogs? Yes. Oh, nice. Now, I eat it too, but uh-huh. not with the coconut oil. Why but not? I'm just, because I don't like coconut oil. Oh, uh, did I say that? Yes, I said yeah. it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I don't like coconut oil either. <laughs> so, um, but yes, yeah, so for me, um, and then when I do it for myself, I use um, uh, agave okay. syrup mm-hmm. and just sprinkle it on there. But the and I put nutmeg, and I've never given the dogs nutmeg, mm-hmm. so I don't know if, that, if that's a you can do or not. Yeah, I don't know. I think you can. You know, but it's probably one of those where I don't know. I'm, I'm not even going to try and pretend like I know. I feel oh. like I re- I looked it up at one point in time about nutmeg and cinnamon. And I, oh, it was all spice that you're not supposed to give to dogs. Cause there's one that has a whole bunch of different stuff and it lets you um, shortcut it. Well, hold on, hold mm. on. Let what? me just, let me make a call. Okay. Ringy, ringy, ringy. Oh, Mr. Google, what's up, baby? Okay. <laughs> he says nutmeg is toxic <laughs> for dogs. Yes, he does. And dogs should never eat it. Nutmeg poisoning can cause disorientation, high heart rate seizures, and hallucinations in dogs. The amount of nutmeg in baked treats is not likely to be toxic for a dog, but should still be kept out of reach. Hey, if it doesn't get the all clear, we we don't Mm -hmm. have to keep doing it. But now here's something. So what's going on with the cinnamon? Talk to me about the cinnamon. Cinnamon is fine. I mean, cause I just, I, I use cinnamon in my dogs. Um, what is it called? Golden paste. They don't need to have the cinnamon. I think if they have the coconut oil, that's fine. Yeah. I didn't I, use the cinnamon before. But so. cinnamon does have benefits. I don't know them off the top of my head. I don't think it, I, but I think the amount that you would like sprinkle over the top, I don't think that's doing anything for any dog. <laughs> You know, when people talk about, because I, when I put cinnamon in my dog's golden paste, it's not because of the benefits of cinnamon. It's because if you're feeding your dog golden paste over an extended period of time, some dogs develop this smell to their, and they don't want it. Well, right now there's no no benefit. No, you don't want them. The dog starts to stink. Oh, Jesus. And so, but something about, because this happened to me when I first started and I asked and someone was like, oh, add cinnamon to the um, golden paste and that'll stop that. And so I don't know how it works, but that's, that's the only reason why I add cinnamon, but I don't think I would, I would bother with adding spices. No, there's no health benefits to the cinnamon. So I'll take the cinnamon <laughs> out. I didn't use the cinnamon before, but I have to think about this because if I do the butternut and the apples and the pear, okay. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, that just tastes good. There's absolutely zero real nutritional value. I mean, there is some with the benefit with the butternut squash, but then let's face it, my dogs don't have neurological or nerve damage or issues or anything like that. Right. But that's just something that might be just a nice thing to have. So I'll do that. But I, I, I got it brainstorm and put my, my two and three ingredients together. Cause when I go to the store on Wednesday, I have to be able to get my, <laughs> well, I called Dr. Google and I asked him, are you sure about the cinnamon? And, and what did, and he said that cinnamon actually regulates our dog's blood sugar and lowers the insulin resistance. So I don't figure, know who you talk to. Yep. It says it right here. Mm-mm, nope. Yeah, what's the site? Because I'm at the American Kennel Club, boo. I don't want to say what the site is. And I don't I don't follow the American Kennel Club. Oh, here. Okay, here's a holistic site. And they do. They say the same thing. So, okay. I feel better about my me talking. (laughs) I'm not going to use the cinnamon because I could put too much on there. And then I'll be staring at them. (laughs) I just don't think it's necessary. I mean, whenever... I hear about the benefits and stuff. I mean, I used to be that person where I was practically adding everything to my dog's diet because it was like, I thought it would benefit. But now I start to ask, how much do I need to give my dogs before they actually start experiencing those benefits? And I just don't think I would be the person that's going to be dumping a ton of cinnamon to my dog's meals on a daily basis. And I feel like they can get those same benefits from other places that are more in line with what I like to feed them. So, okay. I'm, so I'm with you. If why even bother coconut oil is fine. And we know that that's good for them. Yeah. And I think that that will, that will be, that should suffice. And also, um, do you think that sometimes we do this because we, again, are treating our dogs like humans where we're well, like, well, according to Dr. Craig, who I told her she could come back because she's, she I love her. She laughs at me all the time. And she was, I said, I want to start making a broth. And so she said, just remember, you said, I want. And nobody tell you that your dog needed it. You yeah. said, I want, I yeah. feel better if I'm doing this. Yep. Because somebody put something on the internet and other yep. people put it on the internet and they said, it's good. So, yep. um, I mean, that's what's so funny is that, you know, people, again, bone broth is so big and people are talking about bone broth and everybody is making, you go to the store now and there's a ton of different types a brands of bone broth now for dogs. And, um, and I do, I make tons and tons of bone broth, but the reason why I give my bone broth is completely different than everybody else, because I've just, it's, you know, you got to ask yourself. And I think it, it comes from just talking to different people where it opened my eyes to what you just, you know, said, of I want versus what mm-hmm. do my dogs need? And so what I found is that bone broth, because, Scout is on prednisone. So he's thinks he's hungrier than usual. Mm-hmm. And because I have cut back on my dog's meals, because two of them need to lose weight. Um, I use bone broth as a meal replacement. So when scout is feeling peckish, I give him bone broth. So he's not, he's getting something in his stomach. It's not going to be high calorie. And he's not staring at me with those puppy eyes, making me feel like I'm starving him to death. She said peckish. Peckish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Word, well, word of the day. <laughs> where, where, this is what I see. Mm-hmm. Okay. I see that if Jax was a wolf, 
shut up. I just want to see that. I just want to see the video of, you know, like when Blue Buffalo did that commercial showing like a dog and it's uh-huh. running, running with a pack of wolves. I yes. want to see your big fluffy white dog <laughs> running with a pack of wolves. Okay, so I'll give you another visual. Um, <laughs> the big dog in the never ending story. Does that help? Oh, yeah. Okay, the white one that flies. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I could see him, you know, like killing a smaller animal and taking it to his den and like de-skinning it and letting it. Did you wait, see the, did wait you a minute, see the never in the story? This is, this is my, this is my movie. And then like, it's, you know, it, it air dries, like the seaweed food that they eat. And somewhere between before, during, or after that meal, mm-hmm. um, he he grabs a leaf or a fruit. So I feel as if I'm working with the natural, yeah, I, you know, the whole thing. I 100% agree. I think that that's, I mean, although I know, you know, people will pop up and be, but, but our dogs aren't wolf. They've been domesticated, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, yeah, fine. Good for you. But I just kind of feel like that is the easiest way to keep from going out of control is to remember where our dogs come from and to ask ourselves, you know, if my dog is out there eating their food, are they going to stop and sprinkle some cinnamon over the top? (laughs) It's hard to say. It depends on the region. Yeah, exactly. Because it depends on the region. I don't know. You know, where in the world is cinnamon most popular? I mean, it's like just like where there are countries. Africa. People don't eat certain proteins. And, you know, so that's going to be off the menu or certain areas of our country. I mean, in the South, probably closer to where you are, you'll probably find more people looking at alligator as a protein versus here in the Pacific Northwest. This is true. You know, just like in in Australia, kangaroo and bushtail are proteins and, you know, that we don't have here. Now, listen, I have to talk to you about something. This is not anything what we were supposed to be talking about, but try to contain your excitement because I know how this is going to work because now you think you're inching closer to converting me. Oh, okay. Guess what I just found out? What? I have two. Two. Dogs? Yeah, you have two dogs. (laughs) (laughs) I have two new stores that focus on raw food. Really? It's called, go to the site right now. It's called The Wild. But here's the thing. I'm going to go probably this week. I didn't know that goat's milk came in different, they have flavors now. Okay? Yeah. Primal, the cranberry blast and the pumpkin spice. I don't yeah. know why that, why that's so, but to be different, um, the answers has a raw goat cheese with turmeric. Are you familiar with that? Yes, I am. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Did I not do well? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's something I guess we're going to talk about later. Uh, um, I'm going to I'm going to get sued. <laughs> Steve's Carnivorage. Have you heard of that? Carnivorage, yeah. a super green smoothie, perfect for dogs with allergy issues. 
packed with a wide variety of greens that provide high levels of L-glutamine. Yeah, I just, you know, to be perfectly honest. This is too much. You're not going to find that out in the wild. Exactly. I'd be curious to know how other people feel about this too. Oh, shut the front door and close all the windows. (laughs) Lord, what? And then I'm going to get off of this site. (laughs) Now, (laughs) let's go back to Jax, the never-ending story, flying into his wild habitat. His cave where he skims animals and (laughs) air dries them. This this children's movie. And you know what he... But you know, chainsaw massacre. Do you know what he brings home? What? A Steve's real food frozen turduncan diet. Yes, I've seen that. Oh, stop. Stop, please. I've seen that. Really? But that, now, because that is so totally, you know, gearing towards the human. It is. Because, I mean, because think about it. That's something, especially during the holiday season, that became really popular. But turduncan? Yeah, for humans. I'm going to have to. I'm so going to have to send you one for Thanksgiving. So I would, um, I would totally see people buying that for their dogs so they could have their Thanksgiving too. But um, yeah. Well, I'm, I, I'm going to go to the store. Mm-hmm. I want to see what they have. I don't have a variety of places that um, when I do buy the goat milk, mm-hmm. uh, that was my biggest thing. I, I, I used to only have one. Um place that I could go to. And if they mm-hmm. were out or didn't have it, I was, this just wasn't going to happen. Yeah. So, um, and I like what they're <laughs> showing on their treats. So yeah. that was the only thing that I wanted to um, show you is because when the dogs do eat commercial treats, they are pretty much um, as healthy and single, maybe two um, ingredients, period. Yeah. I prefer it that way. So, but, um, but on to the reason that we're supposed to be talking today, do you have um, a comment before we get started? No. Oh, I do. I do have a comment before we get started. Ooh, I was going to say that um, with the goat milk and the flavoring of the goat milk, I mean, I think it's a cool idea. <clears throat> I just, it goes back to, is there really enough in there to offer the true benefits that there is? claiming like is there enough cranberries to like help a dog that has urinary tract issues or is there enough turmeric to help a dog that has joint pain or cancer and i just don't think that there is i mean i think it's it's i i honestly think that it's a way to differentiate themselves and for people to you know i I don't think it'll hurt a dog but i just think about the cost and and it's just like it's it's a fun treat, but I don't know if it's really necessary. I so I have purchased those though those flavored goat's milk, like if they were on sale or something, just to, mm-hmm. to as a treat, but just um, to check it out. Well, you know what these things. So for me, and I think for everybody listening, and I'd love to know what your opinion is. Um, you know, Kimberly, when it comes to diet for dogs, we're on two different planets. Now mm-hmm. our planets are in the same, you know, galaxy. But, you know, her planet's a little bit larger than mine. And so for me, I look at it as I keep learning how I can augment myself various things that I give them. Now, to be honest with you, I would have never thought, let's just say that I had a bunch of blueberries to go ahead and put them in the food processor and then add them to the goat's milk. I would never think to do that. Mm -hmm. You see? And that's just me. 
Um, and I have a feeling that there are more people like me out there. So when I do see these things, the light flickers and I'm thinking, okay, I know what I can do when the strawberries are not moldy, but they're, they're soft. Mm -hmm. You know, I know other things that I can do with them. So that's why I get excited when I see that stuff. Yeah. But today, today I, I came across an article that I found to be pretty interesting and it was talking about the pandemic puppy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know we touched about touched base on that with um, animal shelters and how people were going back to work and, and so on and so forth. And then we kind of zipped into um, anxiety and separation and, and those type of things. Cause you were talking about your dogs mm-hmm. and um, you know, how that was, going to be difficult because you've been home for so long. But what I found interesting, and I didn't think about it until a couple of weeks ago when I was working with another dog who is a pandemic puppy, um, and I was observing the therapy work, and the socialization is not there, Mm -hmm. which when I saw the article, I thought this is very interesting because that's something that these poor dogs Regard, depending on the region and how long everything was shut down and people were sequestered in their home, these dogs did not have an opportunity to go out and um, get to be around people and not just kind of like freak out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he was a dog that every time, you know, a bunch of nurses came up, the dog got so excited to just squat and peed. Now, that's just like not really good practice for a therapy dog in a hospital environment. <laughs> I mean, it does happen. I had a big um, Bernie's mountain dog had never seen a fake ficus and we were walking through the hall and he just lifted his leg Oh! and the volunteer was just mortified. And I said, listen, it's okay. We can, we'll get somebody to clean it up and take care of it. And, but this dog gets so excited with the sight of other people. And it was a small dog that mm-hmm. it would just tinkle. And so I was saying, wow, I never thought about that. Now, I don't know that many people that became pet parents during the pandemic. Personally, I don't. Yeah. Do you? No, nah, not really. Okay. No. All right. Well, that was a quick discussion. Um, <laughs> no, I do. I do think it's, it's, it is interesting because I, I shared something on my Facebook page months ago about, um, what was happening with dogs being returned to the shelter, people not having control over their dogs. And um, people were saying, you know, there, there wasn't an opportunity to socialize. And I know that in other countries um, specifically in my mind, I'm thinking of Italy because I have a follower from Italy and she was not able to go on her long walk. She would go on hours long daily walks with her dog. And she was no longer able to do that. I think that they were limited to 15 or 20 minutes a day to walk Hmm. their dog. Um, But everyone had to be inside. And so that is, is hard. However, I think that, you know, we missed out on opportunity to promote, you know, back in 2020 to promote things like puppy culture. I mean, I'm sure that there are plenty of people who were promoting puppy culture because I saw it, but I, it's too bad that it wasn't done on a more broader scale because those are type of things that you can do in your home. Are you talking about like the puppy classes? No, puppy culture is, Basically, you um, you're supposed to start when they're very little 
and usually breeders will start it um, where they're exposing the puppies to different textures, different noises, so that they're not scared of everything when they leave their litter and go to their new home. And it's, these are type of things that we could have continued with our puppies in our homes where, um, and just, I mean, it's all over, uh, you know, a quick Google search away of ideas of what you can do to um, socialize your puppy against at, you know, at home. And for those of us who were able to just leave and go on walks in the neighborhood, um, it's not so much that you have to expose your dog to people because obviously that wasn't a possibility when having other people come and touch and handle your dog, but you could expose them like, so they can see people. So, um, taking them to places where, you know, obviously it's not going to be a crowd because pandemic, but if you're walking and seeing people, then they won't get as freaked out because now they're familiar with people. And so I saw people taking their puppies, you know, like to home. De- I mean, of course, you know, vaccinated puppies, but taking them to home Depot because you know, that they, they allowed dogs in home Depot. And so they would just take them to home Depot when they would go for a quick shopping trip, um, <clears throat> take them to different places to walk them at different times of the day, exposing them to, you know, cyclists and joggers um, in the summertime, you know, just little things like that, where you're just trying to expose them. And I think the thing that's most disappointing is I think that no one expected the pandemic to last over two years. I mean, everyone really thought that we would be at first, it was supposed to be two weeks. And then it was like by the summer, then it was by the end of the summer, and then definitely by the end of the year. And it just kept getting pushed out and pushed out. So I wonder how many people, if they could go back, if they would have done something different, like tried to find different ways to socialize their puppies that were just non-traditional, I guess. Well, I, I hear what you're saying, and I agree with you, although I now that I think about it, when you talk about pup, puppy culture, yes, those are things that even the felons that breeded Harley, mm-hmm. and I can say that because they they went to prison, but <laughs> even, even the felons that um, they were excellent with that. I mean, from the vacuum cleaner to the dishwasher to all of that. But I was. But today I was just tunnel vision focusing on interacting with other humans. Yeah. Um, and I, I never really thought about that until I saw, and she kept apologizing saying, you know, he's just, he's a pandemic puppy. He doesn't, he doesn't get around other people and he hasn't yeah. been around them. And I was thinking, wow, that, that it's amazing how, like you said, after two years, which who would have thought it, we are still uncovering and finding how in the smallest and largest ways that our lives have been not only affected, but probably permanently changed in that degree. I'd be curious to see how many um, dog trainers start offering services to help people with just basically correcting the socialization that they missed when their dogs were puppies. Because it is a, um, it's a need, definitely. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, my dogs are, you know, Scout and Zoe aren't as socialized as they should be. And I don't have a pandemic to blame for that. Um, my, my issue is that I'm an introvert and I like to stay at home and I live on five acres. So it makes it really easy for me to stay at home. And so I didn't take them out as much as I should have and expose them to things. But, 
you know, one thing that I, and, and again, this is one of those things where I was blessed to have this, not everyone does, is I had a pandemic circle. I had a COVID bubble of friends where we had been around each other from the beginning. And we agreed that this is our bubble. We won't let anyone else into the bubble. We won't go outside of our bubble mm-hmm. to keep our bubble safe. And so those are the type of people that you can expose your dog to and your dog can be around. So that's mm-hmm. um, socializing Apollo. He was socialized in, in the COVID bubble. And so, but yeah, it's like, it's, it's unfortunate because a lot of the tools that we have were gone, like, you know, um, doggy daycare, was shut down. Mm-hmm. You know, um, people weren't working, you know, dog training classes weren't happening and people, dog trainers weren't necessarily coming to people's homes. And, you know, so it's like, you know, yeah, it wasn't easy for a lot of people. So just imagine my role was the exact opposite. So I had to st- abruptly stop my dogs from approaching other people where they've been taught for so many years mm-hmm. to go visit people. Yeah. Then when we got back in the hospital, I had to reverse that. And they used to always look at me like, have you been drinking? <laughs> like, like, lady, make up your mind. You want me to go visit her? You want me not to? Mm-hmm. Um, but um, very, very grateful that dogs are extremely intuitive. And yeah. they were able to quickly snap back and, you know, just hop right on the train that they had been on all their lives. So that, that was very interesting, but yeah, I would like to see if trainers try to incorporate some type of technique to help people Mm -hmm. um, because that's important. Dogs are there to complement your life. And for some of us that are in an urban setting like myself, where dogs get to go a lot of places Um, it's kind of what you want to do, but your dog has to know how to act right Yeah, when you're out there. I did see a lot of people with puppies who were just basically taking their puppies everywhere with them. And, you know, and it was like, and it was one of those where, um, some people didn't want their dogs touching other humans, which is understandable. We were in a pandemic and some people were fine with it. Um, I kind of just kept my distance because I just, you know, it's better to be safe than sorry when it comes to every, other people's comfort levels. But um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, when I think about, you know, can this be reversed? I think about the Michael Vick dogs and how you would think that all of those dogs that were rescued were would be damaged. I mean, some did have to be put down, but many of them went on to live lives with families and and everything. So obviously, you know, dogs are very much in the moment and adjust and adapt. They just need guidance on how to do that. So hopefully people don't give up on their animals and are able to find the help that they need. That's it. Now that's it. So listen, um, I know how you feel about dogs in movies. Yes, you do. Right. Yes. Okay. So I thought about you okay. when because <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't watched that. So movie. Somebody... I just can't bring myself to watch it. No, no, this is a better movie. <laughs> and you may or may not get to see it. So Hallmark is filming a movie in Charleston. Oh, it is. Are called... your dogs going to be in it? It's called Girlfriend's Getaway. And remember those two African-American twins 
Tamara and Tia Maori. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they're in it. Okay. Oh, nice. And it's about a group of women at a retreat and they're going to film it here in Charleston. Mm-hmm. And so production starts on Monday. Are your dogs going to be in it? It's a predominantly African-American female-led cast Are and crew. going to be in it? And so I submitted my name, but I said to them, um, you know, I went into the whole therapy dog thing and I sent pictures of the dogs and I said, but if you're looking for, you know, an African-American woman with two really, really gorgeous, well-behaved therapy dogs to put in there, you know, um, shit, I heard nothing. Uh, you are. You're going to hear something. I'm going to watch. I, I haven't watch heard it. anything you yet. Know. I know. Hollywood people are flaky and all I know. Stuff. they'll probably call you like the morning of and be like, can you get here in 10 minutes? And I could, <laughs> I could, you can walk so, across the scene. So I'll listen, watch it. So this man named Brad James, mm-hmm. he's best known for his role as Todd in the sitcom, Tyler Perry's for better or worse. I don't watch yeah, the show. I don't watch it. Then there's crystal joy Brown. She's a Broadway actress and she portrayed Dinah Ross in Motown, the musical. Don't know Mm-mm. somebody named Chelsea Tavares. And so she's been on Nickelodeon. And some other mm-hmm. movies. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. And I just thought, <laughs> oh, I can tell Kimberly, you got to watch this Hallmark movie. It's got dogs in it and they don't die. They're right here with me. So, <laughs> so yes, I have to keep you posted. But I did. Okay. You were my you were my inspiration. That I said, would be you know so what? cool. That would be so much fun. I know. Well, it's only going to be fun if somebody answers me, damn it. They will. Well, they start filming on Monday. Well, maybe they're just not ready for your part yet. You just wait. Really? Yeah. Something's going to happen. And they're like, we really need dogs in this scene. It's like, you know what? I got a message from somebody. Let me reach out to them. And I sent this on Thursday. Well, I just sent it Thursday. Well, this is just a couple, oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm kind of late. You need to calm down. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about cars because I got into a car accident. And my car is fine. I just Why have do you to have say my- that all proud? Because, because I'm, I don't know, because I survived it. I mean, okay. I'm actually kind of happy about, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, I can sense this. I, w- I am. I'm kind of happy about it because I got into a car accident. Um, I think it's going to be an ugly mess. I did get injured, but I am recovering. I finally got to the doctor last week. And my biggest question for her was, um, can I get back to work? Like, can I do yard work? Can I um, walk my dogs for a few miles? And I was like, is any of that going to make it make the pain worse? And she was like, no, if anything, it'll make it better because you're strengthening your system, you know, your body. And, um, and if I'm just sitting around, my muscles will atrophy. It'll take it even longer for me to recover. So I am happy that I'm back to doing yard work and my garden, got my vegetable garden going, got my flower garden, et cetera, and so forth. But I just needed a new bumper. But I was thinking about like, if the person who hit me, her car was totaled. Okay. And I was thinking about, you know, if I had to go, if my car was totaled and I had to go and get a new car, what type of car would I get? So I'm asking you, if you had to get a new car, if it was, you know, money's not an object, um, what type of car would you get? And it doesn't have to be brand, just like, you know, are you like a, what is it called? Like an SUV or. 
So because of where I live, and actually Mm -hmm. I am going to have to get a car. You know how they say you're going to ride it till the wheels fall off? Yeah. Okay. Well, all of my nuggets are are, are off the the (laughs) boat. But one of the things that I said to Leah said, um, but I try to live as if I was already retired and I'm living on a fixed income, like my social security and my pension. So therefore um, I did not want a car payment until after we finished the renovations. Well, we're getting close to where all of the major stuff is pretty much done. And I really have to look at finding a car. So that being said, living in Charleston, whatever I drive, I really want to be able to have some form of a convertible because the weather just dictates that. Um, My all-time favorite car for Charleston has always been the Jeeps, not the Cherokee, but like the Wrangler and all Mm -hmm. of those where the doors come off and all of that. Um, The car is too high. I remember Jeep gave me one to drive for two weeks and write two blog posts. I think I took it to Hilton Head. It was great. But we had to then, which was several years ago, hoist Harley up Mm -hmm. because it's just too high um, for him. So it's not a practical car, which Mm -hmm. takes us to the other subject about what we'll do you know, for our dogs and, and, and sacrifice our wishes and wants, but that's just who we are. So if I don't have to name a brand, I mean, or, or a type of car, I just want something where the top is removable mm-hmm. because the weather here just, it just calls for it for yeah. me. And I don't have to worry about my hair getting messed up or anything like that. So it's more or less take the top down or off and go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And most typical convertibles are not SUVs. They're usually, you know, the lower type cars. Mm -hmm. I definitely don't want a truck. I'm just not a truck person. Yeah. It's nothing wrong for you (laughs) people out there. It's just that I don't want a truck. I want a whole car. Yeah. And I see a truck as like a half a car. (laughs) But um, okay. But what about you? Um, I I would have to get you know, a, an SUV, an SUV all around, but th- there's two different types of SUVs. There's the big ones, but then there's like the SUV kind of car SUV. I don't know what they call them, but um, where they're kind of like a, they're lower, a little lower to the ground. That's what I have now with my escape. The Explorer is the bigger size and some of them are a little higher up off the ground although they are more roomy and would have more room for the dogs. But um, honestly, if if someone came up to, to me today and just said, you know, hey, we're going to take you to the dealership and you can get whatever you want, I would probably get something that was big enough to fit four dogs comfortably, something that was low enough to the ground that either they can jump into it or I can easily hoist them into it. And um and there's something that has uh, heated seats for me because I like the heated seats. <laughs> That's all I need. Now, if somebody knocked on my door and said, come on, I'm going to take you get a car. We're going to go get a Jeep. <laughs> and we're going to bling that that sister out. And I'm going to just have to buy Harley a ramp. I mean, <laughs> sorry, Harley, but um, I'm just keeping it real. I do um, love the Jeeps, though. But I do. My son-in-law went ahead and bought when I was bitter. <laughs> and I was like, did you buy it so that like you're going to take real good care of it? And then when you buy another car, you're going to give that to me? Or did you buy it just to taunt me? <laughs> <laughs> 
but um, but there are a lot of nice cars out there. But when you when you ride around, my car is um, it's it's old. I think it's. A, <laughs> I want to say I got it in 2012. Oh yeah. Mine is from 2016. So, so your car is no, 10 years old. I have not had a car payment. <clears throat> and so, you know, and Lee says to me all the time, he said, Kathy, I'm telling you, he said, I'm going to be pissed if you call me and tell me that the car broke down. I said, Lee, I, I work a mile from the house. I may not have to call you. If it's not raining, <laughs> we'll just grab all of our belongings and put it in those insulated grocery bags that we have jammed up in the trunk and we'll just keep it moving, but um, abandon it wherever she stops. But no, I, um, I would probably once again, keep um, the dogs in the forefront of my mind in terms of what's going to be best for them. Can they lay down? Can they stretch yeah. out? You know, how, how do I hook their seatbelts up? When I bought, when I bought my car, um, I went to the dealership because my car broke down and I had to have a car and, um, actually I got my car it doesn't matter, but I went to the dealership and they were ready to, you know, sell me up about, and when I told this person, I have four dogs and they will be in the car. This is the dog car. All of the, like, we're going to sell this person went, it left the room and it was just like, okay. And it was, and it was just basically, let's look at the dog, the cars that are good for dogs. And he knew he, he took me around and we, we tried out a, a few different cars and settled on the one that I have. And I love, I love my car. I, it's been really good. Well, when I got rid of my dream car and bought the car that I now have, and I think I told you this story before I had zero interest in what this car was supposed to do. <laughs> I, I just I just wanted it to move if it, you know, yeah. if it went forward when I wanted it to and it went backwards when I needed it to. We're good. And um, the dealer, the guy at the dealership wasn't the sharpest tack in the toolbox, but he was a nice man. And for whatever reason, you know, he kept trying to show me all these features that I wasn't that excited about. And I used to always say, can I see the trunk? Can I see the trunk? <laughs> and he kept saying. Um, and look at the room for the back seat. And so finally I said, I need to see the trunk. And so oh, he, because of the boys, because of the boys. And he kept trying to say, <laughs> and <laughs> I just, you know, I call them the boys so much that this man was starting to get very concerned. <laughs> and I said, I said, now I want to see him with the, with the, he was showing me how the seats in the back could fold down. Mm -hmm. And I said, yeah, but I need to see it from the trunk's perspective. And I guess he thought I was hauling stuff. I don't know how we got on the conversation about the trunk. And I said, well, the boys like to lay down on long trips and I like to lay them down um, on the trunk. And he was telling me about some kind of seatbelt regulation and safety. And I said, no, I, I said, I throw mats down there. And, and he was really getting. <laughs> so when I, <laughs> when I, I'm glad I told him because he probably would have reported me. But um, so, yeah, I wasn't that excited about the car, but it was all about the dogs. Now cars are so expensive that Lee keeps saying, you know, when you buy this car, you can't um, just dog it out. <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, what do you want me to do? You want me to just 
like tie them to the bumper and drive slow. <laughs> I don't, they go to work with me. I don't know what to tell you, but you know what? Have you ever heard of build a bike? Uh-uh. Oh my God. So do you, build a bike is probably not in your area, but they make these custom bikes and it has the big like carriage in the front with mm-hmm. the wheel for children mm-hmm. or dogs. Oh, nice. And so I contacted build a bike and I, you know, told him all about my job and how that they could decorate it. And I would be a moving billboard for them. You know, I just needed to be able to get this 70 pound dog in there and drive and ride him to work and all of that. And so I was looking for a discount because the bike is a thousand dollars. Oh, yeah, I know. And now they offered to take a hundred off. I was mm-hmm. looking for more like 800 <laughs> because I wanted them to go ahead and, you know, put their logo and stuff all over it. And I, I'd be like the ice cream man with a little megaphone, get your bike and build a bike. But yeah, that didn't work out, but they're really cool bikes. You need to look at them one day. Yeah. I will check that out. Um, so you said in a Facebook post that mm-hmm. just tickled me, you were showing us <clears throat> a room full of Oh, my, 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 my purses and my shoes. (laughs) Talking about this is kind of like where my money went before (laughs) I had my dogs. And then you said, okay, this is not, there they go. Cause they know they can hear me. (laughs) And then you said, I don't spend this kind of money anymore. Yeah. And so I thought that that was very interesting. And I started to think about all of the things that I used to do and spend money on. And to be honest with you, it kind of got depressing. Yeah. I mean, I have, I had a whole, so many clothes and so many shoes and so many handbags. And, and on top of that, you know, gosh, I just, I love to buy. Yes. Yes. I mean, and I love to go places and and we went out to eat all the time. And it wasn't like little, like, you know, we're going to taco time. We went out to eat at nice places all the time. Um, Well, I stayed gone all the time. mm -hmm. So that was the thing that I started thinking about, you know, now it's always, well, what are we going to do about the dogs? So what's going to happen with the boys? But mm-hmm. I used to like, just stay gone. And then when you spent money, you never worried about it. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, that doesn't happen anymore. Now it's just sort of like, I, I, I will, it's not even like I have a choice. It just became impractical, you know, like buying heels and going and buying a bunch of nice shoes that I wasn't really wearing because I was mostly putting on, you know, either rain boots or um, tinny runners to walk the dogs. And oh, you're putting on what? Tinny runners. What is a tinny runner? <laughs> because I never know if they're supposed to be called tennis shoes or runners. So I call them tinny runners. <laughs> oh, oh, this <laughs> this is something you made up. <laughs> I think so, but I don't know. I feel like other people might say this. I, I think you know. could I think you could start a community. <laughs> I want you to put that I want you to put the put the sneakers on Facebook and say 
are these tennis? Are they runners? Are they tinny runners? <laughs> you should do hashtag tinny runners. <laughs> I wonder, do you know how to spell tinny? Um, I, I, well, I guess it's T-E-N-N-Y dash runners, but I, I don't, I've never spelled it before. I don't think. Oh, hell. Tinny runners are tennis shoes. <laughs> so it's real. <laughs> the term is said to be used in Texas. Oh, okay. but it's also popular in many other states. Okay. Looks, looks pretty widespread. Okay, good. So I didn't make it's it not up. regional. It's not weird. It's not regional. <laughs> well, I think we're done now because I, I, uh, um, wow. Mm. But yeah, so that's what I mostly wear. Like right now I'm in a hoodie and leggings, you know, and this is, you know, so I stopped buying, I have a whole closet full of work clothes that I don't wear anymore. Um, well, you don't go to work. I know. I mean, I used to have a closet full of suits years ago and I got rid of all of them when people went to like business casual full time. And now it's like, I still have my business casual in there. But, you know, I mostly wear comfortable clothes. I mean, I and it's it's nice. And what's funny is that, you know, we don't eat out all the time, you know, so that saves up a ton of money. And yeah, most of the money that we have either goes to the house, you know, or to the yard or to the dogs. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, the priorities have changed. And it, yes, it has. And it's and I guess it's a good thing because it's, you know, I'm not hurting. I'm not sacrificing anything. I just have different priorities. But I did when I was cleaning up the room, the shelves that my shoes are sitting on, um, my friend gave me and <clears throat> he gave them to me because he knows I collect those mugs. And, and but I used them. I was like, oh, I know what I'm using those for. And I just organized all my shoes. And that's not even all my shoes. I have a lot more than that. But most of my clothes are T-shirts and hoodies and sweatpants and jeans. Well, I have given, I I have gone into, my husband started it and put one on and it was a game changer. Those sneakers. Wait a minute. I mean, I don't. Where did you go? Vans, V-A-N-S, the Vans store. Yeah. Now, you know, before those were the skateboarders, you know, yeah. gnarly. They've come a long way. And they, <laughs> oh, you left. I'm cool. I could do the little gnarly <laughs> okay. hand thing. But um, they've come a long way. And they have this collection called Old School. Mm-hmm. And so now that's all I do is I just wear my Vans. I'm running around the hospital so much that anything that I wear that's not comfortable, it makes for a long day. Yeah. And they come in so many colors. So, oh, girl. I don't think we have one of those here. Oh, no, I buy them online now because I I wait for them to go on sale. Because I wear Skechers. That's what I get. Because Skechers, they're always at Costco. And whenever Costco has a new set of Skechers, I buy, they usually have two colors, black and white, or black and gray or whatever. But I'll buy two pairs and I'll wear them out until they get another one. I haven't seen Vans. I'll have to check those out. I love anything comfortable. Girl, listen, they're comfortable and... um... Uh, I'm I'm going to send you a pic. How about that? 
Okay. Because this is going to be right. And when I tell you that they are um, comfortable, this is my favorite pair. They're like canary yellow. And so I'll wear them with black and yellow or red and yellow or something. But I, I just, I love them. Oh, nice. I love them. But I always get the old school collection and I always get the ones that are on sale. So they're like 36 bucks. Mm-hmm. You can go up to $80, $90, but I just, that's not yeah. Bad. That price mm-hmm. isn't bad. But nope. yeah, I, I just, I just want to be comfortable. And it's funny because um, I used to go shopping all the time. I was just, that was my hobby. I loved mm-hmm. going shopping. I mean, there was a time, this was a long time ago, but there was a time when Nordstrom, um, I had my own salesperson. And I would call her and just say, hey, this is what I'm looking for. And she would get options out for me and I would go in, try them on. You had a personal shopper. Yeah. I mean, it's like I I got to go in and preview sales before they happen. We got invited to special parties where we got to shop, you know, and it was just ridiculous how much I used to shop. And today I shop like for shoes and boots. I shop at the Black Friday sale at a local store. And I pick up a few pairs of, you know, whatever I need. It doesn't have to be every year, but um, I get what I need, shoes and boots and um, slippers because slippers are important <laughs> too. <laughs> and then when it comes to clothing, I, again, I, I usually buy everything at Costco. Usually what I'm wearing from head to toe is either from this one local store called Fred Meyer or Costco. I mean, I still love my Kate Spade bags, but um my mom was, she was so sweet. She offered to buy me a, a handbag and she was just, just go to this website and get whatever you want. And I was just like, oh no, I was like, I don't want it. I don't need a handbag. I was like, give it to one of my cousins. And that'll be my, my, my gift is to give a handbag to my cousin. I'm okay. Cause I just don't need it. Yep. You know, so, I got my boys. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. I'd be I'm curious. Good. Anyone who's watching What's something that you used to do all the time? And today you're just like, yes, it's not really. Yeah, I'd love to know what it is. I I know I got dogs now. I I just don't, it just doesn't make any sense. I think the the only thing, I mean, I still collect things. Like, you know, I collect my rocks and I collect my my Ray Dunn mugs. But, um, you know. I keep telling you to stop making your rock collection public now. (laughs) I am not the only one that has a rock collection. It is very common for people to collect rocks and I have really cool rocks, you know, like, look at this. This is a dragon's egg. Isn't this pretty? Gosh, there's some really beautiful rocks on them. A friend of mine went to Africa and he brought me back a rock from Africa. I have to go pick it up. And you call him a friend. Yes, I do. <laughs> there's diamonds and gems in Africa. And you got I, am... rock. I want you to think <laughs> that through. That's okay. They're not just laying along the ground. I want it's you not, to think. It's not like he kicked he kicked them out of his way so he could grab a rock. <laughs> I want you to think about that. <laughs> I am the best friend in the world because all you have to do is send me a pretty rock and I am happy. <laughs> Johan has done that. He's come home and he's like, I got something for you. And I'm like, is it a rock? And he'll bring out a rock and I'll run away with it. <laughs> Go look in a corner and hold it. <laughs> For all you podcast listeners, <laughs> I'm going to go down to Folly Beach. I'm going to scoop up some sand and some pebbles. 
and put it in a box. And That's send not it the same. <laughs> it's not the same. People put thought into it. You know, they give me really pretty rocks. This is my, this is some of my rocks. Like, look at this. No, one. no, put it back. I'm not no. interested in your rock collection. Look at this. Look at this one. This is so pretty. So, no. Yes. And look at this one. This is so unique and weird looking. Look right that. now, right now, people are unsubscribing. Look at that. And look at this one. Well, you know how I feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put my rocks away. She's putting her rocks. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't have a comment this week because we didn't record last week because I had allergies and we had internet issues. Well, you do know that. um, Congratulations and thank you, everybody. We crossed over 4,000. 4,000. Yep. Downloads. Downloads. Appreciate that so much. Yes, we do. We do. We do. Um, So, you got plans for the rest of the day? Um, you know, I, I am actually on vacation right now, staycation so that I can catch up on my blogging, mm-hmm. and I was, but I was thinking about, um, heading out after we finish recording and going to a nursery and looking at flowers. You should do that because I'm going to go and feed the boys. And then, um, I went to a nursery before mm-hmm. I logged on and I have a palm tree that I'm going to plant nice, and some other stuff. Yes, ma'am. And some other stuff and finish setting up my front porch. Nice. It'll be nice. I know. I, I, your front porch gives me inspiration. When we finish having our house painted, that's when we're going to get deck furniture. Mm-hmm. We're not sure what we're going to, what it's going to look like. Such a lovely breeze. And so I'll do that. And then, um, yeah, that's, that's all I got. That's all you got. All and right. that's and that's enough for Saturday. Yeah. yeah. All well, right. all right, um, Miss Flintstone from Bedrock. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one with a car that don't have wheels. Uh, you gotta, gotta use foot power to get yourself. To, this is it. That this is it. But I'm still, <laughs> I'm still getting to my mile. Damn it. Still getting to my mile. All right. Well, somebody send us a comment. So we have one for next week. Please. I don't, I don't, I, How desperate right. are we to have to beg for a comment, but please. <laughs> oh, thank you guys for listening. It was nice yep. talking to you, Kathy. All right. See you next week. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you.